Fred and Frit, Fred and Frit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Brit cast. It's our last one for this week. And uh, we will be back on Monday. And we will be back on on Tuesday, okay? That, you can hold me to that. Plus, wow. my prediction on tomorrow's high. Hold me within three degrees of that and send in your entries. Thank you. How do they do it? I mean, how does the guy do it? He gets it every I, day. I, I did. Don't, it's don't, amazing. Don't, I, boy, the list is okay. kind of goofy, kind of... Kind of horrible, actually. Today <laughs> we got to slog through this one. We do it. All right, stupid Trump clips. There's okay. a lot of them. Uh, Jack Smith keeps taking the gloves off more and more. You know, in the Warner Brothers cartoons, where yeah, they would pull off a a thing and then they pull off another thing over somebody's yeah. head. That's what Jack Smith is doing to to Trump. It's driving him just crazy all right Batty. uh it's the abortion rights stupid all right uh scum 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 oh that was funny what was that uh, uh tim scott is the new rock hudson oh that's a good one too those those you're are all of your choices for a longer list i see no 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 this is this is uh this is quality over quantity um because that's hard to choose. Let's do um, the scum thing first. I want to talk about scum and not soap of the soap varieties. Yeah. Um, I think I was able to take about 35 minutes of the five people up on stage in Miami. Was that, was that Miami. more or less painful than having a needle sunk into your bone marrow? Uh, <laughs> it's a tie. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, of course, the good thing about the DVR is, especially if you're watching with someone, and the other person says, "Did they just say X?" And you're, I don't think so. All right, you have seconds. to play it back. You're like in yeah. a progressive yeah. insurance commercial where they throw the red flag, and you know you prove wrong. And uh, this was during the Nikki Haley calling uh, a fellow Indian. Republican candidate for the nomination, Vivek Ramaswamy, scum. Yeah. Scum. And I thought I would go to Brit's favorite phrase, pearl clutching. <laughs> as, if, as if this was anything. And of course, it's nothing. And let's just, before we even get any further, let's put it in perspective considering the language. The grammar, the tone, the disgust, the insulting, the name-calling, the grossness of the leading candidate for the Republican nomination. And then, here we go, Nikki Haley called Vivek scum. Oh, my God, let's talk about it. So after the debate was over, she was asked, if she regretted, which always is a wonderful way to do things. I can't figure out which is better. Let's see. Do you regret that X? Are you concerned about X? Um, what is your level of concern about 
concerned about X. But uh, Bill Hemmer of Fox asked her if she had regrets about calling Vivek scum. And remember, she said it in response to him trying to tag her for being a hypocrite because her kids use TikTok. The okay. question from the moderator was about banning TikTok in the United States. And Vivek's, Vivek pointed toward her, Nikki Haley, and said, you need to worry. You need to get your own family in line. You need to worry about your own family first. Yeah. That was his remark. Right. So here's Haley's response. I mean, Bill, that was showing a lot of restraint. That's all I'll say. Okay. We should just stop right there. That's a perfect response, right? Of course it is. It was showing a lot of restraint. Um, and the error that Ramaswamy said is, of course, her lecturing the rest of the country about the perils of it while failing to set an example a little bit closer to home. And uh, I don't know where I come down on this because the Trump children are being abused right now, aren't they, Britt? Yeah. Big oh, yeah. His tiny little baby children. Exactly. Are being attacked, and it's really super unfair. Ramaswamy also argued that being on TikTok is not a sin and that the GOP should be using it to bridge a generational divide. So just because TikTok, which is owned by a Chinese company, which to this moment we believe has the ability to access the information about every one of its users, no matter what they say, no matter how many people they drag in front of the Congress to claim that this is not how they do things, that the Americans have a full control of the bullshit, no matter how many times it's become very, very obvious that in a world where a Chinese company can have its largest social media corporation completely wrapped around the minds of not just uh, middle-aged adults, but certainly children, yet in China, there's no Google, there's no Facebook, there's no Twitter, there's, there's none of that. And why is that? Because they're American companies. So it's a, it's, a, it's a fair argument as to why the fuck do we allow TikTok here? Oh, I know, because we would be hypocrites if we ban TikTok that they would ban fate. Well, they already do. Okay. <laughs> the, the, the permissions that are uh, granted to this app when people install it and use it are just bananas, just completely outrageously bananas. And then you, you had the story earlier this week about how Hamas was uh, effectively using TikTok. Well, there you so, go. So when you have, I, I, and I love how in um, Republican politics for the most part, China, yeah, fuck those guys. You know, they're terror. They hate China. But on this one, wait, wait a minute. I think this is a good idea. Now, I think it would be very, very difficult at this point to try to ban it. Obviously, it's out there and it's been, you know, it's millions upon millions of people have it. But I think to call out the dangers of it is correct. But getting back to the point about Vivek Ramaswamy, maybe at this point, a bigger pure asshole than Donald John Trump. You have to consider oh, that this guy. What? Maybe, Check yourself, buddy. Check yourself. He, the number of unforced, like there, there's just no use to make that comment. You need to get your family in order for who the fuck are you? Get out of my yeah. face, idiot. 
Dion Demucci or whatever you are with that haircut, that, that pompadour. I don't know what you're doing, but just shut up. I mean, that was that was completely ridiculous. And she scores points for coming back on him. Uh, in terms of him, in terms of wrestling, when you have a heel, when you have a bad guy, the bad guy has to say something to the audience uh, at some point that is at least true, so that the audience can go, "Wait, well, he's an asshole, but he's right." Vivek doesn't even meet that standard, I don't think. And also, there's two kinds of heels, bad guys in wrestling. One of them is the one that will come and kick your ass, and the other one is it runs from the fight every time. That's a chicken shit heel, and that's what Vivek is. He's a chicken shit heel. He runs from the fight, and and he he does the whoa, Nikki, get a little tough there. You might want to just chill out. Are you going? Are you going through your uh, hormonal problems there right now, honey? I think well, he's I, I think he's dreadful, but I think they all deserve him for sure. I I heard that several. Of people from different quarters say, not in defense of Ramaswamy at all, but if you assume at some level they're all running for their futures, not as the presidential candidate, but for for other things, for for book deals. In the case of Chris Christie, a raise to be on this week on ABC. Yeah, uh, but only Ramaswamy is it said may actually be auditioning and playing to the famous audience of one yeah trump with his attitude and with his off the wall comments and i just for the life of me can't see trump doing anything different if he's the nominee than he did the last time which is pick someone so weak so milk toast so unlikely to ever upstage him at any time any place anywhere and that was mike pence that was yeah. central casting yeah of uh you know the the, the most boring per, you know, barney fife wasn't available because barney's dead barney's dead yeah. and at least barney's funny and at least barney can command the room so that was a bad analogy but right uh, think of the most boring person and you're gonna you're going to be hard-pressed to outdo Pence, but he's not going to pick someone with a type A-plus personality, which is what Ramaswamy has. I mean, he's just wired to the max all the time. He doesn't, Trump doesn't want that because that's what Trump is. Uh, Trump, Trump. I mean, Carrie Lake has made it very clear that she'll perform any number of sexual acts on him to get the gig, um, although Donald sometimes isn't into the whole consensual thing. So, But I would think Carrie Lake might be... Uh, on on deck as well right she might even be too hot for the room mm, for you got a point christy gnome that uh the governor there these, these are all people yeah who have higher aspirations well you know that, that's my back, back, back to pence P trump knew that pence had no inkling to uh have him bumped off yeah to, to succeed him he, because trump had rescued Mike Pence from the trash heap. Yeah, very much. Washed up. And by the way, not the, that Carrie Lake isn't completely washed up. But well, She's um, running for Senate now, so yeah. she's got a good shot. Yeah. <laughs> Having lost one statewide race, I'm pretty sure she can lose another one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Christy Nome, no. Carrie Lake, no. Obviously, Vivek Ramaswamy, no. Uh, I think, you know, I think Mike Johnson's got to be considered now the accountability partner over there. He's, he seems like a huge pussy. He seems like a guy no. that kind of folds. And you know why? You ready? 
because of abortion. He's yeah. a hard, uh, and I and I I know this is like the the political version in slow motion of share. Uh, snap out of it. Okay. Yes. Yeah, snap out of it. She slapped um, Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. Yeah. yeah. Um. But he's five steps to the right of everybody on abortion and Trump has done the two-step on abortion all the way through. He takes credit for appointing the three justices who overturned Roe versus Wade. And then he attacks any governor that has signed a six week ban or any kind of ban as being too radical, like Ron DeSantis did, who's running away from what he signed so Trump has it both ways, and you'll never believe this, Brit. His followers don't hold that against him. His followers yeah. don't call him a big, phony, fat hypocrite yeah. for trying to have it both ways. So they just look the other direction while Trump gets away with it. But he can't run alongside someone for whom he would have to defend or have to be continually asked about, why would you run alongside someone who is going against the will of the people in the following states so far, only because the other 43 states haven't had a chance to vote on it. Kansas, Ohio, right. uh, Kentucky, you know, all, all the states that have uh, uh, passed rights to uh, uh, an abortion in, the, in their own state. So, Mike, you can't have one, one of those people. In fact, now that I think about it, Pence... Let's just say that, that Pence and Trump were on good terms. Roll back the clock three years, and none of that happened, and Trump actually lost, and Trump actually admitted that he lost and went away like a gentleman, like normal people do, and decided to run again. And he said, Mike, let's put the band back together. He couldn't even run with Pence right now. Right. Because Pence is a total, no abortions all the time kind of guy. He is. So he's he's going to have to find someone in the Republican Party who goes against what the core of the Republican Party they thought was all about, but really isn't. Because uh, I am looking here, I'm looking here at uh, the Columbus Dispatch, and they very nicely show just how much of a stomping just a huge stomping this Amendment 1 that enshrined abortion, abortion rights into the Ohio Constitution was. And uh, just a picture in your mind, the state of Ohio, it's not hard. It's cut up into 88 counties. Okay. And uh, you don't have to do a lot of math here. Every one, ready? Every one of those 88 counties voted in greater numbers percentage-wise for the amendment to enshrine abortion into the Constitution as voted for Joe Biden in 2020. So what does that mean? Of course, all the counties that voted for, for, for Joe Biden voted for it. But even the counties that voted against Joe Biden, more people this time in those Republican counties turned and voted in favor 
of the, for the sake of the argument, the Democratic argument enshrining abortion into the Constitution. Every one of them. And uh, then if you imagine that map of Ohio and imagine a map of North Carolina at the same time. And in all the statewide elections recently, what does the map usually look like? The map usually looks like it's blue here in North Carolina around Greensboro, Winston-Salem, right. Charlotte, yeah. Raleigh, Asheville, Wilmington, yeah. and that that's the rest of the state. That might be 90 counties or so will be red. Right. Well, same thing happened in Ohio, if you look at the map, on the abortion vote, because the counties that really gave you that huge margin are the ones that are Cincinnati, Dayton, right, Columbus, right, Cleveland, right, Akron, Canton, Youngstown, Toledo, the eight big cities. Okay. Okay. And they were overwhelmingly 70, 80, 90% in favor of the amendment. But all those other counties, even if they didn't vote for the amendment in total, remember, they voted in greater numbers for it than they did for Joe Biden. So that's how you have a stomp. That's how you have a tidal wave that should tell the Republican Party, this is a dead bang loser. You just lose votes everywhere. It's just a question of by what degree when you try to bring up this bullshit across the country. And they're addicted to this. They're addicted to it, Britt. And how do we know they're addicted? Because they think that the problem is a messaging problem. Yeah. It, it, it was a messaging problem the right. other night. Right. And, and in the uh, full Trumpian world in which they live, they accused the Democrats, they accused the uh, pro-amendment side of being deceptive, of faking it, of, of, of using fuzzy language so the people were confused. No, not true. It was their side that kept lying, and uh, the good people of Ohio, they saw right through it. I guess they ran a bunch of commercials up there. Did they? Talking about how all these abortions were taking place in the ninth month. And this is what... <laughs> If you vote for Amendment 1, enshrining the right to an abortion in Ohio, you're going to have all these babies who uh, really are fully developed, they're going to just get aborted. And, of right. course, the answer to that is that never happens. Right. It, it doesn't work that way. If there is a procedure in the ninth month, it's because the life of the mother is hanging in the balance, and it's the only thing that they can do. And the baby is probably born just fine. Okay? Right. They don't abort the baby. It's not an abortion. Okay, it's right. a cesarean section or or something else. So who's lying? Well, of course it's the Democrat. No, it's the Republican. And they were called out. They were exposed for what they are. So uh, I've thought this out. We know that Joe Biden has poll numbers that are abysmal. We know that uh, even today. They're still writing the articles. Well, yeah, Virginia went blue and Ohio and Kentucky, but uh, it doesn't help Joe Biden. He's still 80. He's still 80 years old. I have an idea. It's Joe Biden, abortion provider for president. What do you think?
<laughs> Joe Biden, abortion provider for president. That's so funny. Maybe, maybe not such a great idea, but but you get the point. Uh, they call him up, and and like the real win for for uh, us would be if like Trump starts trying to call him abortion Joe. Old abortion Joe, such a disgusting person. We hate him. Excuse me, excuse me. Be great if they started doing that. He just wants to avoid it like the plague. Well, that's what all the if, you know, all the commentators if, on uh, Fox and on Newsmax and all those other were like, "Oh my God!" Every time we run on this abortion thing, we lose. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What do you What do you think, you dumbasses? Um, they did this though for they did this for fifty years. They would be like, they would just kind of move the line a little bit more. All right, abortions can happen, but uh, only here, only here, only here, only here. And they would just whittle it down, whittle it down. And then they got it down, what, in some places, 15 weeks? Yeah, I'm sure that's going to be fine, by the way. I don't think they're going to try to go for like nine weeks or eight weeks or three minutes. I think they'll probably just stay with that, right? <laughs> they'll, they'll probably be pretty happy with that. Now, by the way, did you know that um, babies have, you know, when you're in the hospital, they put those, those little things yeah. around your wrist to identify yeah. you. Uh, at the moment of conception, yeah, the uh, what is it at that point? Like a zygote or a what? Yeah. What tiny? It it gets one of those little uh, wrist identifiers, yeah, so that you know the exact age of the developing a, yeah. fetus, right? Uh, and that way, if a governor signs a 15 week it's exactly 15 weeks not a day before again that was that was my olive branch or that was my concession was all right you can you can put it at 15 weeks or whatever but it, the clock starts when she finds out she's pregnant when the when the when officially the female finds out she's pregnant that's when the clock starts i always thought it was when you swiped whatever direction <laughs> it's right phone. Hey, can we? All right, we need to talk about Tim Scott's absolutely one hundred percent genuine, authentic girlfriend who couldn't be fake or bought. And I, I didn't have time. I'm doing this from memory. Yeah, I believe Rock Hudson married a woman who was said to be "quote unquote" his secretary. I think that's right. In, in the 1950s, right? Uh, because everyone in Hollywood knew he was gay. Everyone kept the secret. But he was nervous about it all the time, and he lived a very gay lifestyle. And it so he married—I think her name was Phyllis or something. I don't know. It was—he was—it was a career killer. I mean, if they found out you were gay in Hollywood, was it because you were because women swooned over you and wanted to have sex with you, and then immediately women would be disgusted, vomit, and not buy tickets to your pictures. That's what they thought. That was the. Uh, I think was a Troy Donahue was gay. And oh, there's a bunch of them. Oh, there's a ton ton of guys over the years that were gay and had to you know have a beard or fake it or whatever. Right. See, and Britt, you don't have to worry about being portrayed as gay or. I don't. Not that there'd be anything wrong with that. No. But you know sorry. what? We're too damn ugly. We just are. Okay? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> We're just too ugly. It just it just can't happen with guys like us. He um, married Phyllis Gates. Phyllis Gates. Is I know. The one See, you were I, I had the first name right. What there What was go. she? What 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 did this? Where did she come from? What she was from? the his uh, agent's secretary. I was close. I yeah, really no, you're, close. You're right on. Henry, Henry Wilson the, was you know, very. Isn't that doesn't that go under information that you know that does yeah, you no good? Exactly. I do not know where I put my phone ten minutes ago, but I know that shit. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's All right. So uh, last night, 
Wednesday night, we're speaking on Thursday, he introduced the world to someone named Mindy Nose, N-O-C-E, who came up on the stage with him at the end of the debate. And uh, they're even going steady, apparently, because they held hands. <laughs> going uh, steady. <laughs> they get malteds afterwards. <laughs> Tim Scott confirmed to Axios that uh, this was his date, a Charleston design and renovations manager. He says he's been seeing for about a year or so. Okay, oh, sure. there you go. That's that's not a good that's not a good look there, Tim. And I, I would just like to say you, we have been having all of the intercourse too. Thank you very much. Thank you. He first mentioned that he had a bow. Who wrote this? <laughs> back in May, although he scoffed at the time that he even needed to address it. To suggest that somehow being married or not married is going to be the determining factor of whether you're a good president or not, it sounds like we're living in 1963 and not 2023, said Tim Scott, paraphrasing Lindsey Graham, who thinks that but wouldn't even bother to say that out loud. How does how does South Carolina end up with two gay senators? How did that happen? I mean, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me, but it's just an interesting kind of quirk in the time con continuity thing that uh, they ended up with two gay senators at the same time. The New York times notes that the, that moment of her coming up on stage grabbed more attention than anything. Tim Scott said during the debate, an unfortunate metaphor for his presidential run. You know, what amazes me in spite of whatever the time says about that little snark there. Um, I think he's dreadful. He laced more religion and more Bible bullshit into his answers. Yeah. Over and over and over again. He's cringy. Really? I mean, it is like when he opens his mouth, oh you do God. kind of duck. Yeah, you do kind of duck and cover. I don't consider him necessarily dangerous. Some of the ideas that he has are dangerous, but he's one of those guys that you can absolutely tell is trying to make himself seem palatable to some people. And he's, well, it, there you go. Painful. Let's circle back around to what we were just talking about a few minutes ago. Is is Tim Scott at any level a possible Donald Trump choice for vice president? Well, because, I don't know. He's, he's dating a white woman now, so <laughs> that might, no, might make some no, of Donald Trump supporters. No, 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 no. Seriously, here because he's he's not a threat to Trump. Really, yeah. he's. Well, it does give you some you know, in, color in the world in the world of stupid Republican thinking. Yeah, if they put a black person running with Donald Trump, that's proof of what? <laughs> well, no, it's it, it proves that the Democrats are the real racists. Look at look how black our candidate is. He's very black. He's much blacker. He's look, much blacker than uh, Kamala Harris, Harris, who is yeah. not not fully black enough. Oh, you know what, Britt? That's a brilliant way to look at it. I mean, I think that's – you're kind of selling me on this. Uh, as far as his personality and his uh, genuflection, sure, he's got all that going for him. And he's got a little bit, as you talk about, of the religious craziness of the Mike Pence. Yeah, I don't know. That that, that might be something they might want to look at uh, for the – for that, and, and I, I love South Carolina. Love it. It's so great. Right. Everybody and, loves it. And of course, he has not said one bad thing that I can recall about Trump. You no, remember anything bad no, he said about he, Trump? No, he refuses to say bad stuff about. He might be the guy, beard and all. 
Uh, we wish them well, and we hope they find uh, happiness together, don't we? That's well, if we, if we see them. certain expenses coming out of his account for <clears throat> something, you know, she she looked a little uncomfortable. She looked a little uncomfortable <laughs> like, waving at people. <laughs> Oh, this is good. Anyway, honey, wonder why. Honey, we're paying you 110 grand. Can you just kind of like smile or something? Would that be too much to ask? <laughs> Look, it's totally uh, my girlfriend. Let's play some stupid Trump clips. I have to tell you, and and you know, I've come here many a day, and uh, you have recoiled in horror yeah. when I tell you, oh, I watched the Trump rally Saturday night in. Uh, a light of fart, Texas. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I admit to you that last night I was completely in the dark and didn't realize that Trump was a few miles away from where the five Republicans were were talking, uh, holding a rally, apparently with a lot of empty seats. But, you know, let's not let's not talk about that. That would be embarrassing to him. Uh, and let's, let's have some fun here with some clips. Let's see what we've got here. Hialeah, Florida. The radical left Democrats rigged the presidential election of 2020, and we're not going to allow them to rig the presidential election of 2024. Go slow. Yeah, go slow. <laughs> 20. Every time the radical left Democrats, Marxists, communists, and fascists indict me, they indicted me. Can you believe? Yeah, yeah, that, that lady. He's so close to Jerry Lewis, isn't he? He really is. He's so close to going. Smell me. Father and mother are looking down, son. How did that happen? We're so proud of you, son. How did that happen? That wasn't a word that was in. You know, that's like, uh, you know, I'm sure Charles Manson's mother and father looked down on him when he got convicted and said how proud they were of him. When he does the sketches, that's like the funniest thing when he directs. Usually it's darling. He says he throws darling in there when he's talking about like two people in bed or by the dinner table or something. That's when he's really at his best. Let's do this again. Mother and mother are looking down, son. How did that happen? We're so proud of you, son. How did that happen? That wasn't a word that was in, but this is a political indictment. This is. You know what his uh, father is saying? Where the hell is your Roy Cohn? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I had a Roy Cohn. Speaking you of had one, but then he died. Speaking of closeted, uh, closeted homosexuals, Roy Cohn. Biden indictment, even that stupid trial going on in New York, which has been totally discredited. Everybody's been discredited. Has it? Has it? Out of the White House. That's to discourage people from voting. That's to hurt us. The only difference is we have a big voice. We're a very big voice. This is the greatest movement in the history of politics. Is it? Is you know it what a really? great movement is? It's when I take a shit. That's right. Okay. That's a great movement. When I'm on People Truth Social, when I'm on Truth Social, having a, a dinner miscarriage at two o'clock in the morning, bitching about everything. That's a that's a good movement right there. We have a great voice, and we're not going to let them get away with it. But every time I'm indicted, I consider it a great badge of honor because I'm being indicted for you. Thanks a lot, everybody. I appreciate it. <laughs> is that is that his exit line? No, 
No, he's not done. It sounded like a comedian. That's my time. Forget our enemies want to take away my freedom because I will never, ever, ever let them take away your freedom. I won't let it happen. Yeah, I don't let it happen. They want to silence me because I will never let them silence you. I will never let them do it. And in the end, they're not after me. They're after you. you know, that isn't even a logical fallacy. No. They want to silence me so that I can't. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. But he got, he's getting to his point here about I'm in the way. That he's doing that, that great labored line about being in the way. Try this again. Silence me because I will never let them silence you. They want to silence me because I won't let them silence, silence you. you. They're after you. I just happen to be standing in their way. And that's true. That's true. You know, it is true, though. No, it's not true, you idiot. Who are these chuckle fucks that are cheering for this stuff? Holy shit. Maybe I don't want to know. No, you you don't know. <laughs> Maybe That's Hialeah, Florida, everybody. Hialeah, Florida there. That's right by there. The former president of Donald Trump. What a bunch of idiots. I know that uh, stupid lawyer, Christina, Bob, Rob, Dob, Hob, she was uh, talking about it. Blob. <laughs> give me some, uh, give me some of the, you got it? You want some more? Yeah, yeah, give me a little more. Yeah, sure. Regime, the Biden regime is trying to put their political opponents in jail, shutting down free speech, taking bribes and kickbacks to enrich themselves and their... Very spoiled children. My children oh. aren't so spoiled, are they, huh? <laughs> Rigging and cheating in elections, using the fake news media to cover up. The Whoops. Yeah. I heard one of those Trump kids actually does a lot of drugs, too, Donald. Can you imagine what that would be like? Isn't that insane? <laughs> God. Uh, Oh, do the Jack Smith thing. Give me some Jack Smith action. Yeah, this is uh, this is fairly new stuff as of uh, today, Thursday. And, you know, through all this, one of the um, puzzling things that people have noticed in the indictments, particularly in Washington, related to the January 6th riots is that Trump himself was not charged directly with inciting those riots. But now, in a new court filing this day, the special counsel's team is going to use the riot as a central part of their case that Donald J. Trump, being looked down on by his parents and being congratulated for this uh, selfless act, corruptly tried to obstruct the certification of the 2020 election, the one that he just claimed, again, was rigged. Original reporting on this by Politico, filings written by one of Jack Smith's senior assistants, Molly Gaston. The argument is that Trump's incitement of the mob was part of his last-ditch effort 
to intimidate members of Congress and Mike Pence to refuse to certify Joe Biden's victory. Have you heard something like that before? The answer yeah. is you have, because yeah. that was the conclusion at the January 6th hearings last year. And we've known that uh, Jack Smith and company were tuned into those, knew exactly what was being talked about. Tim Heafy, H-E-A-P-H-Y, he's a frequent guest on MSNBC. He was the chief investigative counsel for the House Select Committee that investigated the attack. He told Politico that Jack Smith, it appears, have adopted the claims made in the committee's final report. That's right. As the logical last step of an increasingly desperate conspiracy to stop the election from being certified. So the news to me is getting tighter and tighter and tighter. And the tighter it gets, the more wacky and crazy and off the wall the arguments that are being made by his lawyers to try to delay, 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 because that's all they got going for them, right? Mm -hmm. There is no defense here. Uh, I'm wondering, and I guess we'll we'll know the answer, if not today, but, but by the uh, by the weekend, whether the judge in New York is actually going to allow Trump to drag up 125 or 26 witnesses on his behalf in the uh, case that we've been following, the, la the civil case about Trump overvaluing his properties or undervaluing them whenever it was uh, more convenient to, uh, to, to save on taxes or to, to get loans. And the prosecution, they didn't need that many witnesses, did they? They didn't need that many to make the case. The judge has already decided that Trump's guilty. So the delay tactic here by Trump, if you can believe this, is to call 127 different people to come up there and just uh, tap dance and waste time. Well, this judge doesn't seem like he's a very patient man no. and, and wants this to turn into a six-month trial to uh, decide just how much money Trump owes the government and uh, how quickly his licenses are going to be taken away for him to do business in New York. So it, it's all delay. That's all he's got. <laughs> got any other good ideas for him? No, I'm looking at the new, uh, the next Republican debate, December the 6th. It's going to be on News Nation. Hosted by Megan Kendall Kelly, who definitely didn't, but obviously did ride Brett Brett Hume like he was a Porsche Cayenne back in the day. Uh, it's going to be on News Nation. It's also going to be on the CW. Brad, your local CW affiliate, be carrying that one. And CW in this case stands for Can't Win because that's the people on was, that stage. For me, it's it's Can't Watch. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they have had some really good ACC football games on CW, and it was announced that WWE just signed a deal with those guys to have their developmental territory, NXT, starting in October of next year on the CW. Uh, in addition to Megan Kendall Kelly, Elizabeth Vargas, who happens to be a News Nation anchor, and Eliana Johnson, the editor-in-chief of the Washington Free Beacon. There you go. Huh. So no uh, Chris Cuomo. 
Not this time. No, they didn't. They decided that Chris, that was nope. a non-starter. No, no Dan Abrams. No Dan Abrams. No Ashley Banfield. Hmm. Some of the stars of the News Nation. You know, it's America's fastest growing cable news uh, channel. Well, when you go from zero to one and then from one to two, <laughs> you've definitely doubled your audience. Please don't. December the 6th from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Roll Tide, Brad. So December the... So that's what, three and a half weeks from now, the week after Thanksgiving. Okay. So on a Wednesday. There you go. December the 6th from Tuscaloosa. Mark your calendars now, as they say. Well, here's... I mean, uh, I, I don't even want to dignify the subject. Yeah of will Trump show up at this one? But the, the thought is, and this is an interesting test, maybe not so interesting. And it is right up there with, I can shoot someone on fifth Avenue and not lose support. People in, in Iowa and New Hampshire, what's the one thing that they care the most about it's respect, right? You got to respect us. Okay. You do not get our vote in the caucus or in, in the pro- you got to show up and you got to knock on doors. You got to eat pizza with the folks. You got to do all those things. Right. Right. And Trump has made a token attempt to go to Iowa a couple of times. But I do believe the tradition is that there will be a final debate usually in Des Moines, right before the caucus. So that would follow this one that you're talking about in December. And, you know, then the calendar moves on. So and I'm, I'm, I'm angry at myself for even bringing this up. Would Donald Trump not showing up and showing disrespect for the people of Iowa, would that hurt him in the caucuses? Would him not showing up for the following week for something in New Hampshire, would that hurt him? And I I understand. We know we have all these people say, I'll vote for him no matter what. Nothing changes anything. But does it matter? Does anything matter anymore? I don't think so. I mean, I don't. I don't think it hurts him. I think they. It's like a badge of. Oh, he's. He would have come to see us, but those damn Democrats made him go to court all those times. He would have been over here. He would have been. He would have lived in Iowa. But those that right. damn Joe Biden and that damn judge made him oh, go to. Oh, court. okay. So it's the. I really did want to go. I wanted to. I. I, I so wanted to go. Yeah. 